Hello podcasters, nature connectors and seekers. My name is Michael Homewood and this is the Awaken to Nature podcast. This is episode two of a three-part mini-series where we're exploring how time in nature can improve your mental, spiritual and physical well-being. In the last episode, we had a look at how time in nature improves your physical health. But in this episode, we're going to look at seven reasons why time in nature is good for your mental health. Along the way, we're going to be looking at how time in nature can help restore your mental clarity and focus, how it can reduce your stress and anxiety and depression. We'll be looking at what I like to call green time. We'll be exploring some of the effects of natural sounds, as well as sunlight and what effect that has on your mental well-being. My hope is that by sharing some of my personal experiences along with the tips and the science that supports these benefits, you'll be able to maximize your time outdoors and positively impact your own well-being. With that said, I do need to mention, just in case it's not clear, that I am not a medical doctor and this is not intended to be medical advice. This is purely for educational purposes and I trust that you will seek the advice of a medical professional if you feel that that is needed. Okay, with that mumbo-jumbo out the way, let's get on with this episode. To start off, I'd like to ask you to imagine a drawing of the sun that's been done by a child. You know, that stereotypical picture. I'm sure you've seen it before. It's usually yellow. It's a circle. It's got a few little rays coming off in all the different directions. And in the center is a smiley face. Why is it that children draw the sun with a smiley face? They somehow know that the sun makes us happy. Being outside and feeding the sunshine has a positive effect on our well-being. Exposure to sunlight produces vitamin D, which plays a vital role in helping your brain to synthesize serotonin. And serotonin is a key hormone which helps to balance mood. It promotes feelings of happiness and well-being. And we need sunshine to maintain that state of well-being. In countries, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, where, you know, especially in wintertime, I guess, where they will experience long periods of much darker and longer winters, they have something known as seasonal affective disorder. And the acronym actually spells out the word SAD. And that is because there's a lack of sunshine, often it can lead to depression, which is that that SAD state. So to avoid getting SAD, what you want to do is you want to get outside and expose your skin to sunshine. Even where I live in sunny South Africa, I make a point of getting out into the sun as often as I can. It's usually three or four times a week for 10 to 20 minutes at a time. But if that's not practical for you to do that, then any chance that you get to when you're outside to just expose your arms and your legs, that is enough to boost your vitamin D levels. Now, of course, there are many variables to consider when stepping into the sun. It is a giant ball of fire in the sky and it can burn you, so you do need to, you do need to uh, take care. It does, of course, depend on the season and uh, you've got to be careful with your skin type as well. So take those factors into account and experiment with your time in the sun. Start off slow and see how it goes. The most important thing is to not get burnt. So yeah, as I said, start off slow and work your way up to a comfortable amount of time uh, where where you're not damaging your skin. Okay, moving on to number two, 
we have natural sounds. We are spending more and more time indoors and often can go for days without experiencing nature and the sounds of nature. I was looking at some research which reviewed 18 studies that had investigated the health benefits of natural sounds. The study participants listened to recordings of outdoor sounds in a laboratory setting and the result is that the participants reported less stress and improved mood. They discovered that water sounds like a babbling brook, like this one that we have playing right now, was the most effective way at creating a sense of joy and improving mood, whilst bird sounds had a positive effect by reducing stress. So natural sounds are soothing and they can shift your mood. They help you de-stress and they create a sense of calm. Now many of us will spend most of our day indoors so I try and make getting outside into a bit of a ritual into a daily practice and what I have right now is I'll start my day by grabbing my cup of coffee and going and sitting outside that way I can expose myself to the light I can hear the birds chirping away waking up and if you know sometimes it's windy and I can hear the wind in the trees and I just sit there in the quiet listening to nature waking up whilst I wake up with my cup of coffee if that's not an option for you for whatever reason then try and find a time during the course of your day to get outside and expose yourself to some natural sounds perhaps during your lunch break there's a place that you can go for a walk you can get out into a park if none of that is possible the next best thing is to use spotify or youtube if you just search natural sounds you can find all sorts of different recordings in fact it's actually something that i've started doing recently that you can get up to eight hour 12 hour tracks of just birds in a forest and uh, you can have that playing in the background which is, is what i sometimes do when i'm at the office and it really does have a positive effect on your mood so yeah give that a go what i'll do is i'll i'll add a couple of links to some of the tracks that i often use in the show notes so if you'd like to access some of those natural sounds uh, check those out moving on to reason number three to get outside for your mental health it's something that i like to call green time which is all about stacking up your time outdoors in green spaces because if you're not doing green time then you most probably are doing screen time these days on average adults are spending up to 10 hours per day using some kind of digital device with a screen i mean think about it you got your mobile phone you most probably are listening to this podcast using your mobile phone which means it's within arm's reach of you right now if it's not your mobile phone it's your laptop it's a tablet and it's a flat screen tv wherever we go we have screens and we spend a lot of our time pouring our energy and attention onto these screens now of course most of us need a computer to do our work and there is definitely a time and a place for a bit of netflix but in my opinion the screen time that has the most negative effect on your mental well-being most definitely has to be social media another study this is a bit of a tongue twister that i found by statista digital economy compass try to say that five times fast the global average time spent using social media platforms in 2021 was 142 minutes per day that's almost two and a half hours 
using social media. Now, of course, there are some benefits from using social media. You get to connect with friends from all over the world, meet people that you wouldn't ordinarily meet. But unfortunately, the negatives far outweigh the positives. On social media, we are continuously analyzing and comparing and sorting the stream of information according to our set of values, beliefs, and discriminations. And this process triggers countless emotional responses. Sometimes they are obvious, but most are happening on a subconscious level and are hardly even noticeable. And studies have shown that this emotional roller coaster can lead to being mentally drained, stressed, anxious, and even overwhelmed. The good news is that green time can offer an antidote to screen time. It simply means spending time in nature or places with a concentration of plant life, such as green spaces in urban environments. And when we experience green time, we are allowed to simply be. Our minds are given space and time to breathe. Instead of draining the brain, green spaces improve your mood. They improve your working memory and cognitive flexibility as well. So if possible, try and schedule some green time into your day. Visit your local park or woodland and avoid using your mobile phone. Instead, enjoy green time by exploring the space with all of your senses. It'll definitely help you feel rested and restored. We are now at number four. Have you ever heard the play on words, vitamin C, as in S-E-A, kind of implying that time by the sea is as good as medicine. Now, I know that some of you might not have access to the ocean, but I wanted to include it because just like green spaces, the coastline, which is sometimes referred to as a blue space, can also offer many health benefits. In fact, a study completed by the University of Exeter in England, which surveyed 26,000 participants, concluded that people living near the sea are 22% less likely to suffer from mental health problems. So let's have a look at some of those contributing factors. Firstly, the seaside offers some of the freshest air, especially compared to polluted city air. That boost of good, clean oxygen raises your serotonin levels, which helps lift your mood. And because of the openness of the seaside, it usually has an abundance of natural light, which can help regulate your melatonin levels, and this aids better sleep. The coastline is a playground for a variety of physical activities. One of these, which is what I do most of the time when I head to the sea, is what is called cold water or sometimes known as wild swimming. And believe me, in Cape Town, the water can get very cold and rather wild as well. Apart from the benefit from being physically active, the cold water activates a boost of endorphins. And these feel-good hormones lift your mood and help reduce stress. And even just simply walking on the beach and feeling the cool or cold seawater washing over your feet can promote a sense of connection which can positively affect your mood. Okay, moving on to number five. Um, this is something that I'm sure most of you will be able to relate to. When last did you feel mentally drained? Can you recall what you were doing at the time? If I speak for myself, when I have days of many meetings, especially Zoom meetings, or if I'm working on some project which requires me to be using spreadsheets, or even when I'm working on social media, uploading stuff for Awaken to Nature, those are the kind of experiences that really drain me. I'm not sure if you can relate to that. 
What's happening in those states is that we're using something called directed attention. That's when all of our attention is focused like a laser beam on one task. And extended periods of time in this state is mentally draining. Well, it turns out that exposure to natural environments can restore your mental attention, focus, and energy. Rachel and Stefan Kaplan, they spent 20 years exploring the importance of nature and the impact of natural environments on mood, state of mind, and mental health. In the late 1980s and early 1990s, they developed the Attention Restoration Theory, which proposes that exposure to nature can help improve your focus and ability to concentrate. Now, to benefit from the attention restoration theory, you do need to follow a few steps. First, you need to clear your mind by physically moving away from whatever environment you're currently in, into some outdoor space. Then you're able to let go of whatever thoughts, concerns, or information may be demanding your attention. And then to maintain this state, it is best to leave your smartphone at home, or if you need to have it with you, keep it switched off, or at very least, keep it on silent to avoid being distracted. Now that you have switched off and broken that fixation of whatever was holding your attention, you're open to let nature work its magic. This magic comes in the form of something known as soft fascination. This is when your attention is able to be held without expending any effort. So to go back to the example of me being in the office when I'm working on those spreadsheets, what I try and do as often as I can is I'll take a break and I'll walk to the window and take a look out. I'm very fortunate to have this kind of wetland to look over. So I've got this little dam, if you want to call it that. It's got reeds. And sometimes you can see the wind blowing on the surface of the water. Sometimes you have the light just dancing and flickering away. Occasionally there's clouds in the sky. Or I can see the wind just gently blowing through the reeds. All of those aspects of nature that I'm watching take on soft fascination. In this state, my mental well-being is being restored. Instead of being hard and fixated like a laser beam, your attention becomes soft and expansive, and our minds are given space and time to relax. 20 to 40 minutes is ideal, but even just breaking directed attention with soft fascination for a few minutes would be restorative for your mind. It'll help you feel refreshed, restored, and more productive when you get back to work. Okay guys, we're almost there. We're on to point number six, looking at how nature can help reduce stress and anxiety. Now, stress and anxiety are two things that I don't necessarily experience that often. I definitely have had my fair share of times of feeling stress and, and anxious. And I guess particularly in the last two to three years, I'm sure most people have experienced some sort of stress or anxiety with this whole global pandemic that's been going on for a little while. If I just speak about myself personally, you know, after having our working hours cut down and our salaries reduced radically, there was a, a lot of uncertainty for a long period of time. And that's, for me, what caused most of the stress and anxiety. And what would happen is that my mind would play out this scenario that was 10 times worse than whatever it was that I was experiencing at the time. And in that process, I realized that what was happening is that my sympathetic nervous system was being activated. That's that fight or flight response that I'm sure you've heard of before, where we are in the state of danger and fear, ready to run or fight. 
And I realized that my body was in that state. It's when your heart rate increases, your blood pressure increases, your breath shortens, and it's much shallower. It's really just basically not a good state to be in for an extended period of time. Now, thankfully, I kind of realized at, at some point that I was in this very stressed out state. So intuitively, what happened was I'd take myself out away into nature. Sometimes it would be with Joe and sometimes it would be on my own. But it would be to get out into nature, to just relax, to get away from the noise and to slow myself down. By doing that, what happens is I would activate my parasympathetic nervous system, which is kind of like the opposite to the sympathetic nervous system. They're both part of the autonomic nervous system, which usually, basically, as the name suggests, run automatically. But the parasympathetic can also activate a rest and restored state. So it is, yeah, well, I mean, it's rest and restored. It's basically restoring your well-being and restoring that stress state back to a safer and healthier baseline. Now, the research and scientific evidence supporting the positive benefits from time in nature continues to grow. But when it comes to stress and anxiety, studies suggest that the natural environments alter the autonomic nervous system control. It specifically helps activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is what I was just talking about now. Now, when it comes to the science and research, the mechanisms at play are still not 100% understood. It's a bit of a chicken and an egg situation. Does our state of mind improve because our body is more relaxed? Or does our body relax because of an improved state of mind? Well, we know that the autonomic nervous system is guided by your subconscious mind. And when we step into nature, our subconscious mind recognizes something that makes us feel safe. We evolved as part of nature, and we are nature, so we feel safe when we are there. There are, of course, many other contributing factors, including some of the points shared in this episode. And in part three, I'll be sharing some of the ways nature benefits us on a spiritual level and how that also helps us deal with stress and anxiety. I'd love to hear from you guys and any experiences you have with getting into nature and how how that helps you deal with your stress and anxiety. So yeah, please drop us a mail and let us know. Okay, moving on to the last point for today. We're looking at how nature connection helps with depression. Now, people who live in urban environments are at much greater risk of developing mental illness. That's because the pace of living is much faster. There is usually more traffic, noise pollution, safety issues, and there are often pressures from keeping up with the Joneses. You know, the need to have the latest fashion and technology. This all adds financial pressure. A combination of these factors can lead to fatigue and stress, which in turn can lead to an increased risk of depression. Major depression is one of the most common mental disorders in the world. According to statistics from John Hopkins Medicine, approximately 9.5% of American adults suffer from a depressive illness, which includes major depression. That's more than 26 million adults or let's just say one out of every 10 adults in the US. Another study looked at how walking in nature affects rumination. That's when you get caught up continuously thinking the same thoughts. 
And if you have ever experienced this, you will know that these loops of overthinking and overanalyzing are often negative, which is why they are associated with the onset of depression. Now, thankfully, I've never suffered with depression, but I can confirm that I have had my fair share of rumination in the past, and it's not a, it's not a good place to be. Studies show that getting out into nature helps diffuse rumination. In my experience, being in nature often shifts my perspective and it's, it helps me resolve the issue or sometimes it completely disrupts the loop, which means I totally forget about what it was that I was thinking in the first place. Yeah, so the next time you find yourself ruminating about something silly, break the cycle by getting outside into nature. All right, well, thank you so much for sticking all the way through to the end. There you have it. Getting outside into nature has so many positive benefits for maintaining a healthy mind. Exposure to sunlight helps create serotonin, a feel-good hormone that promotes feelings of well-being and happiness. Natural sounds can improve your mood and help you feel less stressed. Green time improves your working memory and cognitive flexibility. A seaside visit offers a whole host of positive benefits for your mental well-being. And practicing a bit of soft fascination in nature helps restore mental attention, focus and energy. And lastly, time in nature helps with feelings of stress, anxiety, and depression. I hope you'll try out some of these tips, and yeah, please let us know how you get on, and if you notice any positive changes. Reach out to us by sending an email to hello at awakentonature.com, or feel free to DM me on Instagram. That is also at awakentonature. That's also where you can follow our journey in between these podcast episodes. It's where I'm most active we do have a Facebook account, but to be honest, I'm not on there all that often. So Instagram is the place to reach out if you would like to follow us there. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with someone who you think may benefit from hearing this information. And of course, as always, leaving a review and a rating also really helps to grow the show. All right, guys, well, wherever you are, get outside, connect with nature, look after your mental well-being. And until the next time, stay well. Adios. Ciao.